And I start asking her questions, and she happens to mention that she has a daughter. I'm like, oh, how old is she? She's like, oh, 16 years old. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, so she lives with you? She's like, no, she lives in New York. And that was the first red flag. She's like, it's weird that moms don't have custody. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, that, like, dads don't want it, but like moms. <laughs> But yeah, I, like this was like, you know, 2015, so I was like, do it for the gram, you know? Like this is, like, <laughs> see where this fucking night goes. We get in the house, and, and there's just boxes of everything, like random shit, phone books, like where the fuck did you get a phone book? Like, let alone more than one, you know what I'm saying? Like you took, you saw them all for the, all your neighbors, you're like, you know, they don't need these shits, like. So I, I, she's already naked on bed. I didn't know when this transition, like, and the moment of awe that I had, like taking in the entire apartment, she's naked on bed on the bed. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we do a new category when it comes to the debauchery of drinking. And this week is uh, clutter, if you will. <laughs> Big a mess. Messiness. We have a hilarious story from Abby Sanchez about him uh, hooking up with a hoarder. Hooking and, up uh, with a hoarder. Surprise. Which, yeah. That should be a spinoff show of those hoarding shows. Hooking up with a hoarder. Because there's, lo there's love shows. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Yeah. There's, like, love is blind, whatever, and the autistic yeah. love shows. And there's hoarder shows. Why don't we start dating these people? You yeah. know what I mean? That would be a great, or you know what would else just be a great show off that? Just like maybe the show's title is we got to go to your place, not mine. And yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's different reasons for why you can't see my place. Like maybe mm -hmm. I'm a hoarder. Maybe I live with 15 different roommates, which is age inappropriate, you know, because I'm <laughs> in my forties, but I'm a starving artist or something. Well, well, there is something to that too, especially when it's like the, uh, uh, like the woman, because cause I, yes. cause I feel, I feel like the stereotypes is guys, you know, kind of get a pass when it becomes yep. a mess and the women, yeah. you know, the women's place needs to be cleaner and they take pride in like, you know, cleaning up a man or almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like straightening uh -huh. them out, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I know what friend, our friend Jeff says. You always want to have your place a little messy. Give them, give them a challenge. You know, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to have them clean if it's too clean or whatever like that. You know, they they feel like they're not needed. You know, yeah. Uh, but also, it's it's also, it's, but it's a we it's always a weird red flag. Not a red flag, but like concerning when the woman is messier than you. It's just such a surprise. I almost <laughs> yeah. think it's a, it's almost like you need to be prepped before you right. go in through the door. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, because you're just it, it you're just shocked. You, you know, it's, of course. And, and it's and like a lot when you see it... like a black person with a British accent. It's like you're just you're just <laughs> yeah. like wait what? Whoa, whoa, it just takes whoa, whoa, a while yeah. for your brain to like catch up on yeah. what's been going on here. There's, you nothing, know? there's nothing wrong here. I just want to yeah, I just yeah. want to yeah. absorb this a little bit. I wasn't ready um, for it. You know. Yeah. Because usually women, especially now we're getting a man versus woman thing, but like usually w women like like really play it up and over do over the top and exaggerate how much of a place. Oh, how messy it is. is. Oh, my yeah, God. And totally. It's, and it's not at all. It's nothing. It's like, not at all. Like, about, oh, I'm you know? so embarrassed. You, I, I say the first fight of every marriage <laughs> is when you surprise, say, hey, babe, um. CJ and Van are going to come over in 10 minutes. Like, right. what? Yeah, I know. You can't have people. ready to. Yeah. Exactly. Although I'd I like to say I, I, I've, I've reached a level of, uh, of friendship with people where, where people's, uh, my friends' wives and girlfriends do not pick up when they hear it's me coming over. <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of a friend I have. Oh, CJ, all right, well, he, he can see this. He, it, it, I, no need to impress him. You're like a repairman or something like that. You know, like, yeah. Where, 
we're not going to clean for the Maytag guy. Exactly. You know? That's his. That's his job. So when you do go in there, and they're like, "Oh no, I have to warn you," you know, this is kind of a mess. You know, like how mess can it be? You know, yeah. Well, women say this all the time, and then it really yeah. is. You're like, "Oh, okay, something, something's really going on here." <laughs> like, <laughs> which I kind of love it. Like my wife is. I've always said my wife is one of the messiest women I've ever met, which makes us <laughs> compatible. Because I. Yeah, she don't love it when like I that? when I share that publicly, you know. <laughs> but uh, it, it it goes better when one of her former roommates is around because they're like, I yeah. agree, you know, and uh, they, they like a hundred percent agree with you me. Need you need know, women back up, right? Yeah, exactly. Gets, and then she probably gets mad at her, and then they start trading stories <laughs> and barbs about. <laughs> so I'm I always like kind of liked it when I saw that a woman's house was kind of messy. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, yeah, it makes we're it not going to much. Sure, yeah. it makes it more relatable. That's for sure. You know what I mean? You can still have the, you can still have the eight pillows. You can still be a woman in that matter. But you know, I want to see some. Now, if a car is messy, that's a different story. Sometimes yeah. you go to a girl's car and it's like a stakeout in there. You're like, what is going on? What the hell is going on in your life? <laughs> you know, you open a door and things are falling out. Like, do you live in this? Set? What is going on here? That is true. I guess that, that that's a good point. You should never show anyone your car until like, a, maybe that's why L.A. nobody gets married. You know, it's because everyone's seeing your car on the first date. That's too early. <laughs> that's too early to see a car. All right. Because <laughs> if you're anything like me, my car yeah. is messier than my house because whenever I'm entering the car, I'm already mm. running late, which yeah. means like I don't have any time to like do any prep. I'm, I'm just always late. Well, that's what involved. I, yeah, and that's what I feel. And I was just talking about this the other day. I was doing an ad for this razor thing, but like, it feel like, especially in the eighties, like cars, car, every car going to work is always the, the woman putting on makeup, a man shaving, yeah. coffee, like t- <laughs> tying a tie, like four different things going on while you're driving a car, yeah. and so you're always reaching around. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a personal little locker. You're, but it's a mobile locker that you're driving around. <laughs> so I, and I get why it gets messy, and especially like. Uh, Sometimes clutter just accumulates like that, especially, mm-hmm. and I feel like the car creates it, like mm-hmm. especially like you go on like a road trip. Like we remember going on a road trip, we're like half hour into, we barely even stop, and all of a sudden there's like wrappers and stuff. Like we didn't even stop for anything. Where are these? Where's they this? just give it to you now? Yeah, where's the toll booths? Everything from? you just I get know. handed. Like at any place you stop along the highway, yeah, is going to give you a sixty-four of, ounce cup. You know? <laughs> anytime a window's down, you're getting documentation, you're getting cups, <laughs> and they're all going in the back seat, rubbing around. <laughs> I do love how the modern car, it is funny how, because I remember, and and, um, maybe it was all just designed for cigarettes, but you used to have all these little compartments throughout the car that would open up, and it was like almost like a trash bin, and I love how the Mm -hmm. modern car has 48 cup holders and not like a single like trash (laughs) bin or anything like that. Right, they'd be like, they'd be tiny little junk drawers in your car, you know, and you have yeah. you have pennies and gum stuck to it and whatnot, you know. But yeah, they don't they don't do that anymore. Now it's all it's regular holders, that's for sure. People's lives are too in control nowadays, Sean. We've booked, and that's you know, and and that's a, a good point for uh, Abby's story. I think Abby's story is going to be more commonplace in twenty years because we are all like we are becoming a country of hoarders. People just uh-huh. have too much shit now, yep. you know, and eventually. Like, that's just going to be the norm, where everybody owns too much crap. <laughs> no, absolutely. And then you realize when someone passes away and you have to get rid of stuff, and you're just like, well, I just have to need to get rid of this stuff. Like, you know, like I had to clear out my parents' house. Like, yeah, you accumulate stuff, and then you just throw it away. You give I, it to someone. Someone else take this junk. That's all that happens. I was talking to somebody at a bar this week, and then we'll get to Abby's story. But it yeah. was funny, because they're like the third person in the nonprofit-like industry that has told me this. In fact, uh, Bobby Manilli told me the same thing about his bookstore. And I was talking to this person who's a nonprofit. I'm like, oh, so do you get, like, a lot of donations? You know, because they had to get, like, they help people who, uh, poor people who are buying, or homeless people transitioning into houses and, like, like help them get, like, furniture for their things and right. uh, their new apartment and so on. And uh, they're like, yeah, you know what? You got to be real careful, though, when you accept donations, because uh, <laughs> most people just want you to come clean up their dead parents' place, you know? <laughs> and it's all worthless. <laughs> and Bobby said the same thing. He's like, I'm like, do you get a lot of like donations for books? Oh, you get people call like every five yeah. minutes that want to donate books. Oh. They want you to come clean it up. They want like they're like, oh, it's a. It's a nineteen uh, encyclopedias from nineteen sixty eight or something like that. And you're like, ma'am, I can't use that. You know, <laughs> I know. I don't know how Bobby does it with the bookstore. I know it's new and all that, but like, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone because <laughs> there's that bookstore in Chicago. Um, 
on Oh, the one on Broadway that he, just looked like a giant storage area. Yeah, I think it's Yes. Uh, I think it's Is that Clark or something? Oh, whatever. It, it was matter. on Clark. You're but, right. It was by Jake's. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it was right by Jake's pub yes. and at uh barbershop and it's a used bookstore and the window it's wall to wall books in the window yeah. and then it's just now and then it's just growing outside a yes. pile of books cuz people just come by and like they're, like they're throwing away dogs in the you know, in the 1800s they're just like throwing sacks of books out the car they're not even stopping they're just throwing fucking books and it just piles up and there's a sign that says like please just take these books away from me they're free <laughs> anything literature here just grab it and you and he's like walled up in there i don't think he can leave he's like trapped inside his I remember going in there one time and being like, not only, and like looking down the aisle, I'm like, not only is this place not in any way handicap accessible, (laughs) but as an able-bodied man, I don't feel comfortable walking down that aisle. (laughs) It was was so much crap, and it was all so precariously built (laughs) that I was like, like I may never come out of there. That's like a Jenga tower wobbling across (laughs) like the whole entire time. But with unnecessary books. <laughs> There's a couple bookstores in Chicago. Like there was one in Wrigley that Michael Olson used to work at. And he would and he used to, used to come in there and he's like and he used to, he used to tell people not to read and he reads a lot. He's like he's like they, they don't stop. There's, these books don't stop. There's there's always more books to read. There's no point. He's like you read these books, it just keeps going. The they lose every bookstore end. owner loses their sanity within right. five years of opening it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to Abby's story yeah. before we get too far away from ourselves because we have the great Abby Sanchez, a returning guest here in the Blackout mm-hmm. Diaries, but he has an amazing story about hooking up with a hoarder, a new TV show we want to get started. So without further ado, here is Abby Sanchez. Keep it going for Sean, everybody. Uh, I I wanted to tell this story last time I was here, but uh, my girlfriend was here and we were having a good night and I wanted to keep it that way. (laughs) So I I was like, you know what, I'll save it for the next time. Uh, This is a story about the one night stand I had with a hoarder. (laughs) And if it doesn't go well, I'll tell the, 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 because I have another story where I crashed my car into a house. Um, We'll start with the hoarder. I just got done doing a show at the House of Blues, the foundation room, members only, kind of swanky. I had a good set, as you do, you know? And I see a woman, and we're like, you know, getting drunk, having a good time. And they were like, hey, let's get out of here. I'm like, all right, cool. So we hop in a car, and like an Uber, going to the next bar to have a drink or whatever. And I start asking her questions, and she happens to mention that she has a daughter. I'm like, oh, how old is she? She's like, oh, 16 years old. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, so she lives with you? She's like, no, she lives in New York. And that was the first red flag. Cause like, it's weird that moms don't have custody. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like, like, dads don't want it, but like moms, to have it taken away from you as a mom, that's strange, right? Like, it's like, all right, this is fucking weird. <laughs> But yeah, like this was like, you know, 2015, so I was like, do it for the gram, you know? Like this is, like, <laughs> see where this fucking night goes. And uh, so we end up at another bar that she knew friends at, blah, 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 like get the hook up on drinks and we're drinking and we're talking and whatever. Make it out in the bar, it's kind of disgusting. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, all right, let's go back to your place. And as a rule, I never go back to my place. Because one, my car was like too far and I lived too far and I don't want to have to deal with them in the morning. <laughs> Especially a one night stand. It sounds fucked up. I'm sorry. But like, it's a <laughs> fact. Like, <laughs> it's just easier. Like, you're already home. You know, like, fine. And there was a reason she was like hesitant. I was like, all right, that's cool. We don't got to do anything. You don't want me in your house? I don't, like, I'll just go home. It's fine. We had a good time. She's like, no, no, no. Come over. And I was like, okay. So we go to the house. It's a, like a apartment complex. Kind of swanky. I'm thinking it's going to be nice. And then like, so we get to her door. She puts the key in, and then she looks over her shoulder, and she shrugs. And I was like, oh, this is where the resistance of why, like, I'm thinking it needed to be picked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you go to somebody's house, and their fucking joggers are in the living room. (laughs) Fucking shoes are on the sofa full of Cheetos and shit. It's like, all right, I get it. I I live like that. But no, she, like, looked over her shoulder, just like, (laughs) put the key in. 
Keep the door shut. <laughs> Paused. <laughs> like, just, just look back. I was like, all right. Let's see what the fuck I'm getting into now. Like, he's definitely doing it for the gram. <laughs> we get in the house, and it was an apartment. It's a studio. So it's just a bathroom and then open area with a kitchen. And there's just boxes of everything, like random shit. Phone books. Like, where the fuck did you get a phone book? <laughs> like, let alone more than one. You know what I'm saying? Like, you took... You saw them all for the, all your neighbors. You're like, you know what? They don't need these shits. Like, I'm going to store these in my apartment next to fucking Jets pizza boxes. <laughs> Newspapers. I'm like, why the fuck do you... Like, the fucking things that they give you with the coupons and shit. All types of... Uh, Amazon packages. Just a bunch of hoarder-ass shit. And the only thing she mentioned was the box of bachelorette party supplies that she had. So it was like straws, like they look like dicks, fucking little dangly dick things. It's all just dicks. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I threw my friend a bachelorette party. And I was like, oh yeah, when was it? And she's like, that was like six months ago. And I was like, it's a lot of fucking shaky dicks, you know? So then, we're like, fuck it, this is still gonna happen, you know? Like, I'm a guy. <laughs> I wanted to do another spot of Blackout Diaries. Like, all right, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta tell a new story. So, uh, I, she's already naked on bed. I didn't know when this transition, like, in the moment of awe that I had, like, taking in the entire apartment, she's naked on, bed, on the bed. And I turned, I was like, oh, okay, so this is happening. So I'm looking for a place to put my clothes because I have no idea where she put her clothes. Like, <laughs> it's, it's probably, she's never going to wear that outfit again because it's mixed in <laughs> fucking yellow pages. <laughs> so I'm looking for a space that I think is clear enough so I, like, I legit make like a, a, a fucking circle. And I get undressed within that circle. I don't step out of it. This is my safe space. I can take out the shoes, fold up the pants. Like, it was like a bridge jumper. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like right before they commit suicide, they just get undressed and leave a nice pile. I knew this might be the end of me. I was like, you know what? This is going to be fucking stupid. I get undressed. I was like, luckily I had my bag, had a condom in it. I'm like, all right, I definitely need this. <laughs> We start having sex, and it, I don't want to get too graphic, but the position is she's on the bed, I'm standing up. Because I, I wasn't sure of how well I wiped my ass. <laughs> I didn't want to leave stains, you know? All right. So we're having sex, and then all of a sudden, they say it's not pee. But this was definitely peak. And I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that good of a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm standing on fucking, a fucking Dunkin' Donuts box and shit. I'm like, it's not even good for leverage. And it's just, it's like, it's a lot. So I'm like, this is pee. And I'm like, I'm like, this bitch just like making a mess. Like, it was just like. <laughs> I was like, and she, and then here's it. All right, this is my clue that you're not good at sex. This goes for guys and girls. If you're having sex with somebody and they ask you, oh, do you like that? That just means insecurity on their part. They don't know exactly what they're fucking doing. They're hoping that you like it. And for me, I was like, no. Because <laughs> if you ask a question, I'm giving you an honest answer. Did not like it. I still came. <laughs> I'm not a quitter like the fucking Narcotics Anonymous guy. <laughs> I follow that shit through to the end. So we get done, and I'm like, all right. And then she like scoots up in the bed, and then out, snoring, sawing logs. I'm like, fuck, it took a lot out of her. Um, you know, it's like when you got that final pee and you can finally go to sleep. <laughs> like that must have been what it was. Like she was holding it in for a long time, then she pees. Like now nah, I can sleep proper. I know I don't have to wake up early to pee, and that's what that was. 
So I kick the shit off my feet. <laughs> and I try, like, I get all the, I get dressed. I'm like, all right, well, I got to pee now. This is the gentleman thing to do. I go into the bathroom. Now, the first half of the apartment looked a certain way. I had no hope for the bathroom. <laughs> I walked in the bathroom. And I swear to God, I'm not even lying. I expected a fucking doll on a tricycle <laughs> to pedal his way into the room. He'd be like, do you want to play a game? But like, legit, it was just a fucking dead body away from just Saw movie. It was just, like, it was just gross. I can't, like, the toilet wouldn't flush, and it was already fucking occupied. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm looking around, I'm like, all right, well, I definitely got to check the fucking medicine cabinet. <laughs> I open it up. <laughs> fucking spotless. It was weird. <laughs> Clean as shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was just, it caught me off guard. Like, the fucking mirror had, like, floss flingings on it, but the inside was clean, and there was a, a box of, like, uh, contact lenses. That was it. That was the only thing that was in there. And I picked it up and I looked at it. I was like, oh, same prescription. <laughs> and I was like, well, fuck it. One less box in our house. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I took the contacts. Uh, I got my stuff. I got dressed. <laughs> I fucking froggered my way in, like, just manipulated through the labyrinth of garbage in the house. And then I leave. And I'm on my way, like, fuck, my car was all the way, it's still parked, like, near downtown. Like, I got to hop on a train, and I called my boys up, and it was like the fucking, <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to Biggie, but he was like, I got a story to tell. <laughs> and I'm like, I just had sex with a hoarder, and they're like, what? And then I told the story. All right, guys, thank y'all so much. First time telling it, I'm looking, all right. All right, we're back in the Blackout Diaries, and that was hilarious. Abby Sanchez, who was with us, who told us the dirty, dirty story of hoarding with a hoarder. Yeah. Our return guest, Abby Sanchez, welcome back. Yeah, you I finally had a new story for you guys. I know. And it, took, yeah. and, it, and it took a story uh, like a that. A whale of a story. Yeah, it yeah. took a story like that to get back in there. That was amazing. <laughs> CJ, before we get too deep into this, we're, we're still recording on uh, Zoom, right? Yeah. Or did we stop? Zoom? Yeah, I started, okay, I started a new one. Yeah, we're good. Gotcha. Um, um, yeah, that, that's that story is absolutely what like when you have a night that's that crazy. How long do you wait to tell somebody about it? Like, who was the first person you told about that after it all happened? Um, it was immediately just a group text. Like, I just went to the group text. I was like, yeah. you're not going to believe what happened. And, but it was like, as soon as I walked out of her house, it was just like sure. walking down the stairs, <laughs> sending a text. Like, you're not going to believe what I just did. <laughs> it, it was, there was no hesitation. It was just like, I got to I get this out. But I've never told the story in a public setting like that. Yeah. It's always uh -huh. just been like a, like a group text and like, or just like, man, you're not going to believe what happened to me the other night. Did you grab photos of any of the wreckage in there? Or any of the, any of the no, I, I, can, I can see that. Like, I don't care. I don't want pictures of the girl, but I'll, pictures of the junk right in there. It didn't happen. <laughs> now, like, now that I think, I was like, man, I should have, like, on the way out, I could have just took a picture, but I was just, I was trying to get out without knocking anything over. Like, I just didn't want to fucking yeah. make any noise on the way out. <laughs> or, or you might have to be, be a part of the place. You yeah, you might get pinned yeah. down like a like a trapped big, in there a big for thing years. Collapses. Yeah, yeah. It's just a wave of garbage. Now they know what did. So there was no forewarning of this, no heads up, even from the people that knew her or anything like that. No, or, I, I don't. Think you could have. Did, looking back now, do you think there was there any clues? I mean, I should have never. It should have never gotten that point. Just the, like because uh, there's a point in the story where I say she doesn't have custody of her kid. And yeah. that should have been like my exit, where I was like, you know what, yeah. like for a woman to That's not have tough. custody is uh, <laughs> is like, <laughs> right. like how fucked up. Like it, it's so weird. It's like I get it, guys. You know, it's like like they don't trust a guy with it, but like a woman to not have custody of a daughter is just like, ooh, all right. Yeah, and you're and you're not yeah. a full blown drug addict. Okay, well, all right. Well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, right. so, yeah, what else is going on? Yeah. 
that when that conversation happened in the Uber, I should be like, all right, so this is just be where we part ways. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's the I thing with the Uber part. too. You don't see people's cars anymore as much. You know yes, what I mean? Great point. Yeah. Cars are out there driving. That could have been your telltale sign because sometimes yeah. you're talking to a girl, then you get in their car and it's like they've been on a stakeout for fucking three <laughs> weeks. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> fast food piled up to the knees. Like, or or just, the car's got like four donuts. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it, it doesn't have any working out. tires, and you're starting to be like, okay, maybe this person isn't as put together as uh, they led me to believe. It's just one empty air freshener just in the vent, like. <laughs> But didn't she do something? I love this. I, I love people like this. Like our, our friend Nick Vatterot was like this. Wasn't she in a really good area at a nice apartment? She just happened to have like uh, a like a pigsty inside of this great place. Is that true or not true? Uh, so I'm guessing it's like Lincoln Parkish in Chicago, which is pretty yeah. decent. And it was like a I'm looking back. It was like a like a big unit building. So it was like a high number of units in there. But I mean, it was an elevator, mm. and like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it should not have looked like that. Like, it, it was definitely like a city studio, but it should not have been full of everything that she just had. In there. Yeah, it was just, it was just. Like, <laughs> I just like those people who live in like apartment buildings where probably everyone else is like a lawyer or like like a right. well-to-do, yeah. put-together person, and they're just like. Uh, I am chaos, you know, uh, that is who I am. And then uh, you see them outside, you're like, oh, they're perfectly normal. And then you're like, oh, yeah. there's always something like right there. <laughs> and how like enabling or forgiving were you of it before you had relations with her, obviously? Because you got to be like, oh, you know, no, I can see, uh, you know, uh, everything gets away from us, I guess, you know. No, no, no. It's not that bad, not that bad of a place. <laughs> I can see kind of a feng shui move you do here. No, there was no justifying it. It was just like, I'll no. like I'm just going to do it just to do it. Like, just like, oh, I, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was already there. What, of course. What would it have taken for you not to do it? Would it have to, would the roof have to have actually been falling down on top yeah. of you? Would it have to be you know, the, literally danger <laughs> and risk of your life. The scene in Star Wars where in the trash compactor and that thing moves underneath <laughs> the water. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> even that, even then, like, I can get this done under 20 seconds, right? <laughs> like, under a like, minute. If, Is just, that like, what I got? If, if it just humps up and then just moves a little, I'm like, yeah, I got to go. Like, <laughs> any loud rustling would One of, one of the things I loved about your story, Avi, is it was great to see the crowd's reaction because everybody in the crowd, CJ, was into it, like yeah. men and women. And I think part of the re- women found it even funnier sure. and were asking him tons of questions. And I almost <laughs> wonder if part of it is like there was almost a fascination about like what we're talking about now where they're like, wow, guys – Nothing turns them off, you know, like, like he is in a, a, he is in a junkyard and she is urinating on him and he's not leaving. <laughs> I mean, anything it should just show a man's follow through like they're willing. Like, we are go getters. We're going to finish the job. It's just, it's an admirable. It's an admirable character trait. And <laughs> right. Well, once the launch sequence is ignited, like you know, like yeah, it's not. Yeah. Gonna, there's no turning it off. Yeah. It's just gonna. Yeah. It's just gonna happen. But then it's also a woman's like worst nightmare because they think like you know, a couple pillows out of place is a pigsty or whatever that. And then we're like, it, it's never as bad as what women think is. But this time it actually was, and it actually yeah. was a fact. And that's. But that's what it would take for you to. Actually, and it's not even like you. You got out of there. You just didn't sleep over. That's all it was. Right. Yeah. You know? There's definitely no way I was going to sleep over. I just. Right. <laughs> If anything, I was more alert I love to like it. stay up. I was just like, all right, Abby, just don't get drowsy. Just fucking get home. Nightmare <laughs> <laughs> on Elm Street. Um, I loved your uh, detail in the story where she must have caught your eyes fixing on one part of trash, and it wasn't it like a box of dildos or something. It, it was like a, a bachelorette party <laughs> accessory, so it was just a bunch of dildo straws. Or like little penis straws, little penis, uh, okay. like uh, little bouncy things in the heads. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. It, it, but the thing was like, I think she picked that instead of like <laughs> just to try to distract me, as opposed to like me fixating on it. It was like, oh no, see ah. that box over there? Yeah, yeah. That's just that's from a bachelorette party six months ago. That was <laughs> like this is the one part I need to explain. Right. Because right. then it's just like, well, how old is the rest of the stuff? That's the newest thing that you can remember being there. <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't know. It was, but you know, God bless her. 
What um what was you said um because I mean I don't think you said this in the story, but it came up during Q and A. You ran into somebody who knew her like the next time you were at this show, right? right? And what was their reaction when you said, "Oh, I hooked up with her"? Um, they were like, they just laughed, and they were like, you know, like she's like the office slob. And I was like, well, why didn't you tell me that before I left slob. the building? Like, because yeah. they were like, they said like, you know, when you go to someone's cubicle and it's just like shoes underneath the desk and just like everything's just buttered, <laughs> and yeah. it was just it was just like one of those like. She moved in into the cubicle, but also she just doesn't throw shit away. So I was just like, you guys couldn't tell me this before I left the building. They're like, nah, it, it's, it's a lot funnier this way. And it's like, all right. <laughs> That's funny how we, just, we we joke it off as a slob or messy for like an attractive younger woman. But when I get a hold of like, no, that's a mental illness. She yeah. needs help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, we shouldn't just be like You could definitely, about it. definitely age out to where it's not like, oh, <laughs> right. like what the fuck? Like, yeah. <laughs> There are active diseases in there. <laughs> my dad, uh, my dad has become a little bit of a hoarder in uh, like his old age, and uh, like we'll kind of fuck with him about it because like the worst thing that can happen for my dad is if one of the things he's holding on to somebody actually needs, and he's yeah. able to give that to somebody he feels it justifies all this stuff. <laughs> so like whenever we have dinner with him nowadays, it pisses off my mom. But we're like, Dad, you have um. Do you have uh like a string for a guitar? Uh, because my my buddy's guitar broke. He's like, oh yeah, I think I got one. You know, and like so we we ask him all these random stuff, and he almost always has it somehow. And my mom's like, Christ is gonna justify it for. But I wonder if they feel that way. I wonder if they feel I'm gonna need that bag of bachelorette dildos again. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I honestly believe that that's what it is. Because even my mom, like I tell her, like just have a garage sale and get rid of some of the shit. But the problem is. Everyone else in the neighborhood would see all the shit that she bought from their garage sale. <laughs> so they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is embarrassing. I told you this coffee maker. And it's like, yeah. or here's That's a treadmill a that you're not using. It's like, what the fuck, man? That's a good business. I'll take the credit. I'll take the blame. I'll do. I'll. I'll act like this is all my my awful shit, and I'll be a, <laughs> a fake a fake yard sale. <laughs> I'll take over your yard. <laughs> right, CJ. The next time you're in town, you need to do this foundation room show because Abby performed the same night as Chris Trainy, who's yep. also been on the podcast. I've done that show. Chris Trainy runs it, right? It's a yeah. I think Chris, Chris did Blake. take it over. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. And. Uh, Chris had a hilarious hookup story uh, from that room as well that you you brought up, right? Um, Wasn't didn't he hook up with like some gorgeous? Yeah, um, she was like, yeah, she was like a ten, and I'm looking at Trini, he's like, wow, okay, like, but it's I guess he had the advantage because they were the same height, <laughs> so it's like it's easy, like it was just face to face, and she was into him, and it was just like then I text him back, it's like, hey, what happened? He's like, oh, I hooked up with her. I was like, damn, he pulled off a miracle, like it was. It was well, definitely didn't, like didn't a Hail Mary. Did, did, yeah, didn't Chris Trainey work on The Bachelor or some kind of reality show that women love? And that's just no, you're. Uh, he worked on a documentary. Yeah, so he worked on a documentary about women's reproductive rights in uh, Mexico. Oh, that, uh, yeah, okay. So I don't know if that came up, but yeah, and it was it was kind of a funny business transaction where I guess uh, unlike your suitor who was like, we can't go to my place, we can't go to my place. Mm -hmm. I think. Chris's lady was like, you're paying for an Uber for me to go to your place, and then you're paying for it. Like, she almost negotiated a contract. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, she was so hot. Like, she's like, this is everything you're agreeing to. This is the terms of service, and then we can leave. Yeah, he reloaded his card and everything on Uber. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I just want to have it in the wallet. So I don't have to worry about it. The funds are there. And <laughs> Whatever you did, say. Did, <laughs> did your hoarder ever contact you afterwards? You just go Yeah, that. Yeah, that was my next no, question. No, it was literally just that night, and then Never heard from her, seen again. At least I don't think so. Did you, yeah? Did you leave something behind at least for her for a collection or something? I imagine <laughs> no, she lightened the load. Like a collectible. <laughs> I like the. I don't. Did you? I stole the box of contact lenses. Uh, they were the only thing that was pristine. Was just the <laughs> contacts that I could that I could use. I was like, all right, I'm keeping these. This is this is my compensation. Yeah, there's no way she'll miss that. No, or no, even though she had it. <laughs> Oh, well, Abby, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining yep. us. You're always so amazing and hilarious. Um, tell our listeners some ways they can follow you, please. Uh, mostly just Instagram and TikTok. So Abby Sanchez Comedy. 
And then just follow me there. I post clips, post dates, all that other good stuff, too. Perfect. Abby Sanchez, ABI. And you guys still do uh, Pills and Stand Up monthly, yes? Uh, yes, Pills and Stand Up. Is that going on in the winter? Every third Mon- or every third Wednesday at Simone's in, uh, in Chicago. Yeah, that's a great perfect. show, too. So ch- if yeah. you're in Chicago, check out that show. It's always great. Is that outside? Uh, well, Abby, yeah, thank you. No, no, we're inside. We're indoors. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> He's worried about that. Um, great, Abby. Thank you for joining us. Amazing story, and uh, have a good one. All right, bro. Thank you, guys. We'll thank see you, buddy. You guys. Thanks. All right, bye. And we're back at the Blackout Diary. Sean Bear Flanner with CJ Sullivan. That was the hilarious Abby Sanchez who just left us. And we are talking about clutter, the messiness of drunks here today. <laughs> and hoarding and accumulating. And I think alcohol um, definitely leads to a little bit where you don't, where you start, you start prioritizing the cleaning. I think you know. Yes. If I can get to that, obviously. I, I, I you look at something. I don't even have time for that. <laughs> so it's so mentally exhausting. You're just thinking about it, like, oh god. It, just, it, it, it adds I, to the uh, chaos in your brain. You know, it's it like, does. It's like, and it, when. It's what you're being revealed. It's revealed like how you feel when you see how dirty, like you know, messy things are. You know, and when you're hung over, like you're looking at a, a reflection of yourself. Like, oh god, I don't don't look at me like that. Plates <laughs> in the sink, you know. <laughs> I know, all right. I know. I said I'd stop. I'd tone it back a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's it's very hard to wake up on the couch, turn over, and you just see that chaos and feel. Everything's going well, <laughs> you know, you know. right? And that's what the thing you get and you get on yourself. If I can't handle this, if I can't, I mean, that stain's been there for all week long. Like I can't, I can't flip a fucking. <laughs> have a second. Um, right. It's it's a microcosm of what you're doing in life. Completely, but you know, CJ, um, at least in the workplace, there mm-hmm. are some studies that say this might point to a hidden talent yeah. when you have a messy uh, environment. It says tidy or messy environments can impact decisions and behavior, the study said. And particularly, it says, uh, for years, this is from ABC News, for years we've been told the piles of rubbish have got to be a liability at work. Now there's a flip side to that theorem. Researchers at the University of Minnesota decided to take a, a look at long-established principles of human honesty and productivity if you keep your work area clean, you will be more likely to work your tail off, so mm-hmm. the saying goes. Right. But they found that you actually uh, were often more productive and more creative in a messy work environment. Yeah. Or those people who kept messy work environments uh, tended to lead the company in creativity. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a lot of their creativity is uh, explaining to their boss how it, they work better in clutter. <laughs> They creatively, well, I, they creatively come up with ways not to clean their place. To clean I have a couple office. theories on this. All right. Because um, I have a very messy desk at work, yeah. which you may or may not. That is uh, also a stereotype. The eccentric art, you know, creative yeah. guy, the recluse who's down in the end of the hallway, you know. Yeah. But that's Sean, you know. he knows He's the only one who knows this damn algorithm system. Yeah, and I have, like, weird right. old cups and papers sure. and, like, yeah. like holiday uh like other families' Christmas cards from yeah. like 15 years ago, and just like weird, weird stuff there. Yeah. But a- another theory I have on why, because there have been a couple studies that show, well, it shows creativity and out of the box thinking. And I'm like, it might. But I also think that basically the only people they let do that are like the really productive people. And if you're just like a bad employee who right. also does that, they're like, you got to clean this there's up. A lot, okay? There's a lot of unemployed, messy people that aren't <laughs> <Yeah>. as creative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, well, what about flattery? They're like, right. flattery fixes 19 computers a yeah. day. Okay, so we can put up with it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, but I do like. Yeah, they always, always like, just don't just whatever add it to his desk. Just put up with it. He that's he has his own system. Like people have their own systems. They say it's just I'm forgiving it. You know. Always, oh, and they're always going. They're always trying to blame somebody else when it's when their system isn't working. Like how right. often do you see? And I do this too. How often do you see them go? Hey, did somebody move? Uh, my my report on the uh, Chinese billing um thing from last year, and everyone's like, "What? What? Like yeah. we don't know." Right. You know. <laughs> I don't. I might have touched something in that pile when it fell over the other day. Like, 
<laughs> um, yeah, I feel like that. That is the, the uh, excuse they use for I don't know, uh, for creative people, um, which is uh, which is hilarious. A lot. I, I mean, I guess a lot of it is just them. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's them being eccentric. And like not compile, <laughs> not compile. I, I can see where like you don't want to be in a cubicle and like everything else is like uh, structured. You know what I mean for mm-hmm. doing structured work and all that. But there's a fine difference between that and like being Andy Rooney in the back of a, you know, <laughs> back of a, back of the office where books are piling on top of him, like we were saying before. You know, <laughs> he's just like he's, like you said, he's got some ticket stub from 1925 <laughs> <laughs> as a coaster or something like that. Like, yeah, okay, I think you just have a uh, mental disorder here. <laughs> well, and I think ha- I mean I think half of us do. Like, we probably sure. have undiagnosed attention deficit syndrome. Yeah. you know, which is like common in creative people, and we just have no idea that we put like my, my brother-in-law hates it when i visit he loves hanging out with me and my family but he's like he's like kind of almost ocd okay and i lose whenever i pour myself like when i'm in like they basically live in a mansion yeah so i you know i drink a lot of coffee and i usually only i lose that cup of coffee within two rooms I in that love- house you know and i just <laughs> leave co- like piping hot cups of coffee all over this house in the weirdest spots and it pisses him off i do love i do love like not that not that we're being disrespectful per se but like you know people like us that are a little more more uh, um, loose with our priorities and, and messing around when we're inside a person who's very clean you know and, and them them trying to be cool and normalized and they know they yeah. have like an OCD problem. Like, no, no, no. You can put no. That's cool. You can put it anywhere. But it just, I just ask you use this coaster. Okay. You know what? Okay, that's making me nervous. You just putting it there on that side. I'm gonna ask. You to do that. That's but, exactly how he sounds. He basically <laughs> follows me around with coasters, like, it's right. like he's some sort of butler or something. It's kind of close to the edge there. I don't want to uh, do a thing. No, but you, you relax. You have a, You act like it's your home. You know. And, yeah. And you know it's just undergoing her brain the entire time. Sometimes I'll fuck with them and I'll just come into the room and I'll go, where would I find a mop? (laughs) (laughs) Just show me what happened. Okay, I got it. You know, absolutely. And I'm I'm on your side as well, too. I don't like when houses are too clean like that. And they um, it's like decorative, like in the bathroom or something with no plunger or no brush or anything like that. And there's like different candles like this can't be how your bathroom is all the time. And now you're going to make it more embarrassing for me to come out and have that. Have to ask, yeah. yeah. Or I'm just going to ignore it and leave, and you're going to have to talk about me after I leave, after that, and um, I'm never going to return again. That's the game we're playing here. That's the nice thing, though. They don't have that because they have uh, three teenage boys. And the great thing about mm-hmm. if you've ever, if you're yeah. ever in a house with teenage boys, every bathroom has a commercial size plumber <laughs> or a pl- yeah, you know, just like ready to go or not plumber, uh, yeah, plunger, yeah, right. yeah, plunger, just ready to go. <laughs> With an engine on it. That's hilarious. Uh, well, it's interesting uh, that you were talking about living with people like that, CJ, yep. because a separate study on okay. clutterness came out, and it says people who live with roommates are messier, the study finds. People live with roommates are messier. Well, but yeah, now this is a self, alone. and you and I were talking about a little a little of this. We're not sure how to take this, but All it right. says this is a New York Post repo, uh, reposting some Yep. A uh, study conducted by one poll in conjunction with Rents, a cleaning company. So these okay. are all people self-reporting. And they said, people who live with roommates tend to be messier than those living alone or with a partner, according to new research. This was mm. 2,000 people. And 67% of respondents who live with roommates um, felt they were messy. That is in sharp contrast to the 95% of people who live with a significant other or by themselves. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. 67% of people with roommates said they clean. Right. So but, so, so th- yeah. 33% claim they're messy and they live with roommates, as yeah. opposed to only 5% who live with a spouse or by themselves. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is kind of great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they, this is a poll that they, that they answered. I, I like this. I like first of all uh, the spouse one. It being in ninety five percent is hilarious because yes. what that probably means is in eighty percent of those the wife is doing everything and the husband is like the house is just clean. The house and, you know, is I fine. Mean, well, I guess yeah. we both stay on top of it. It's just a dedication we both decided to make. You yeah, know? we we I, I get we bought one of these self cleaning houses. It's amazing. I come home from work <laughs> and I, I you know I ate this food and I left it out and, they, and and you go back the next day and it's it's already put away clean. It's incredible. I don't know where they got this. Or it's people, spouses who were, were also saying, like, uh, 
Uh, well, I know I do my part. Yeah. I know I clean. Yeah. You know, did you did you did you ask my husband? Did you ask did you ask my wife? You know, because <laughs> that's how they're answering polls. And people yeah. and people who live alone, they're gonna say they're clean too. Because why would they? Say they're messed. Well, there's no one to check them on. It, <laughs> yeah, first of exactly. all, there's no one you don't check. even know. Like I don't even know if it's knowable right. if you live alone because yeah. it's just whatever mess you're comfortable with. Exactly. Unless you have you know people over, that's when you do clean up a little bit. But then you're like, I guess, yeah. Unless someone tells you, which they're never going to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, friends are gonna, like you would have to. <laughs> Although I do, I. <laughs> that is funny because. Um... Uh, Nick Vatterot has been on the show, good friend of ours, uh, who lives in the same. Building. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Speaking, he went through a hoarding phase. Lives, yeah, lives I for, totally same, forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, lives in the same building as me, and um, he during COVID, uh, shot, directed, wrote, starred in this movie that he shot from his apartment. It was a kind of a COVID movie, where mm-hmm. and this plot line was. Uh, <laughs> The plot line was like you know he became a hoarder basically. What, wasn't he a hoarder and like the elements in his apartment were alive? or yeah, something Yeah, and, that, like and that? that was the movie. So all the all the things in his apartment became different characters. It's also about him losing his mind, I guess, during mm-hmm. COVID. You know, or whatever it was. Um, you know, it's funny. I don't know, I don't know what he does with what he does with it. It'll it, you'll it'll definitely come out. I've I've seen it. Um, he, he's always making different versions of it because he's editing <laughs> and he's driving crazy. But he would like his place was already a mess anyway. But then he would like fly in garbage. Like people, were, he was like collecting <laughs> ah boxes. Sure, like and, it, and then I took a picture. Like he was like swimming like in a wave, like Scrooge McDuck style, but not with gold, but with like you know just hoarding and this crazy stuff. And then eventually, like you know. Uh, we had to stop. We had to stop. Like you know, it's taking a while to do this thing. We're like, all right, Nick. Now you know, are you doing a move? Because you, you know, he couldn't move anything because he said for continuity. You know, I'm like, but he's living in this thing. <laughs> I mean, you're. He's I love li- continuity. Yeah. As though anyone's gonna watch this and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I think that badminton. Yeah, exactly. That was over racket. on the other side of the wall. <laughs> it was on a different leg of the uh, bed. <laughs> So he's sit- so he's living in the stage, you know, of the of the study shooting every day and editing, and, and eventually we yeah, we we jumped in. We're like, okay, Nick, Nick, this is getting out of hand. You know, this is your life now. This isn't uh, this isn't an art. You know, you get like if I mean if anyone in the building like the management saw this, they'd throw you out. Like this yeah, is exactly. Dangerous. It's basically dangerous. Yeah. You know, like he couldn't even he couldn't even open a door. You know, like, yeah. speaking of not letting people in. You know. Um, and we gave them a deadline. Remember that? We did. You and I. I yeah. said, uh, you either clean this place by August. Yeah. I think we and, and by a, clean, a I day, meant but... like just make it like health department inspectable. Yeah, you, you make know. some pathways. We can do yeah. this, you know. And I said, we're out. I, uh, you and I, our friendship was gone Yeah. Um, if you didn't that, do it. Get it out of there. And it worked. Got him out of it. Uh, but... <laughs> But that was the thing, and, and that, but that's what that took for one of us to tell another friend that, hey, you might want to tidy up a bit. Yeah, we had to give <laughs> him had, tough love, you had throw to get down an ultimatum. TLC hoarder style. Now, as far as roommates, I mean, uh, I could definitely see that, too, Like, because I, I guess the poll would be. Now, I remember my college uh, freshman year, like, you would – you would sign like you'd fill out a sheet of you know and they try to pair you with the best roommate and we put like you know is cleanliness needs you and I put oh yeah like very very important like one out of ten fifteen you know extreme neat freak and then my roommate did the same exact thing hoping that the other one they, be, like, well because only a liar puts themselves because neat freaks think they're normal right <laughs> so they'll probably do yeah. like eight or nine you know or whatever but yeah. only liar and yeah. the college probably knows that what do you do. 15 out of 10. Oh, yeah, he's a liar. Put him yeah. with another liar. Put him with another liar. That's where we were. So we were two liars with two messes. <laughs> we have, um, I, know, I know we got maybe an open invite, but w- one thing I thought of while you were uh, talking about Nick. So my dad has become a hoarder in his old age. He's not like diagnosable on a TV show, probably because my mom won't let him. But yeah. like they still live in the house we all grew up in, which is like uh, four bedrooms because they can't get rid of all the stuff he's accumulate, accumulated since we've left, right. you know. And what we'll sometimes do to kind of like he gets such a high when it turns out one of the useless things he when he overhears somebody's looking for something that he's been retaining <laughs> and he can give that to him. So yeah. we do that like to kind of fuck with my mom when we're having dinner. We'll be like, Dad, um, uh, 
Do you have a guitar string? Uh, Kevin's guitar string broke. Oh, what? Oh, I got a guitar string <laughs> downstairs, and it it like my mom would be like, "Oh Christ! Now he's not going to get rid of anything for two more oh, years because he, he gets so he so like we always just say, and he always has it, no matter how random it is. We'll just say some right. random. I'm like, Dad, you got an inner tube for a 22 inch bike? He's like, I think I do. You know? <laughs> I always said that it's a shame my grandmother, uh, you know is not around uh, today to live in this era where hoarding uh, grocery bags and plastic bags is a thing now because we all yeah. reuse things because that gener I guess it's just generation. I mean, they would reuse everything. Like oh little, yeah, like a small like McDonald's French fry bag wrapper. You'd put like clothespins in that or mm-hmm. paper clips in that. You know, and they were, like, mm-hmm. you'd open every drawer and like a different thing of mess would come out. But they would never throw anything out. They would. Right? Uh, uh, my grandparents would um, reuse wrapping paper. So you had to, yeah. like, when you were unwrapping gifts, you had to be very, very careful. Yeah, you don't, and then you would ri- give you don't it rip to them. it. They're like, oh, I'll use that next year. And you certainly save the bows. The bows were like diamonds or something. You were trying to save, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Throwing that bow in, tra- in the trash can. Are you out of your bow. mind? <laughs> But yeah, now we re- now we reuse everything because we destroyed the planet. Now, well, you had a roommate situation remember, when you first came to Chicago, Sean. Oh yeah, I had. Um, Jess loves talking about my roommate situation. We had roommate A, B, and C. We all moved from Cleveland together. We called mm-hmm. ourselves well. We didn't actually call them up with our lettering system until we got into Wrigleyville, and we always had some unemployed person living on our couch. We got up to N. <laughs> so we went from C to N. That's how many people lived on our couch. Wait, at you would, one give, point a, you would give a letter to that person or would you every like, person. So roommate D was our buddy Frank who oh, moved to he I, I was, moved to I was I was hoping you would hold out for it their name had to begin with a D. No matter that'd be your standards. <laughs> that would be you great. Know. We got a free place. <laughs> yep. All right. Diego, you're in. Yeah. Your name's Ernie? Um, Perfect. We've been looking for an E for a while. <laughs> But what we would do is we always like we had these two British guys that ran out of money in Wrigleyville mm-hmm. while right. they were touring America. They stayed. They lived with us for like two months. Um, <laughs> we just met them that night. Uh, right. But what right. we would do would be like, here's the deal, because they'd be like, hey man, can I just crash here for a few days? Yeah. Uh, like I got thrown out of my place or I'm out of money. Like, Listen, you can live here if you want. Okay. <laughs> but sure, two days, no problem. All we ask is you do all the cleaning. So you're basically like. A maid or yeah, a butler, sure. and you don't owe us a penny. Uh, you know, that's fine. And to give you an insight into how much roommates A through C, my buddies from Cleveland, how much we partied and how messy we were, every single one of them was ecstatic to leave our rent-free apartment <laughs> <laughs> the moment they could. <laughs> This is no way to live. You they came over here and there's like immigrant slave laws. They thought, like, what kind of country is this? <laughs> Working for these guys, right? Well, and like we would, somebody would be. It was almost like living in an airport when you're on our couches because mm. I would have night hours. Like I would usually party every yeah. night almost till like five. Right. My other roommate. Uh, woke up super early for his job and just somebody was always like coming in or getting right. out you, you know and it was <laughs> you're just like right in the middle of that you know yeah and you can't tell who's on what shift here wait a minute are you just waking up or are you just getting in you yeah. know they look the same they're reacting the same <laughs> yeah the drowsiness of waking up at yeah, four is exactly. very similar to the and these guys were in the couch yeah. in the main room and there was just sort of circling around it that's hilarious yeah the airport but it was fun, man, and it was great. I will say, I had to learn a lot of cleaning habits when our final free roommate left. Once N was over with, or yeah. whatever it was. <laughs> How were you? know you- what's funny is we broke up shortly after that. A and B moved out shortly after that uh-huh. too. So yeah. like once we didn't have any free labor, I think they're. I think they were basically. I'm not living with Flannery anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if, if nobody else is cleaning it. <laughs> And I was just gonna say, how loose were you with your mess and drinking, knowing that the, uh, the the letters of the alphabet, the alphabet boys, were gonna take care of it later? Not that you'd be like, you know, like some frat guy or something, pick it up, slave. Or like no, that. yeah, I, I, but, but yeah, I was still. never like like mean about it, but right. I was like, that'll be taken care of. Yeah. I was basically like the way a rich person was, where I don't understand how it gets taken care of, but I know it gets taken care of. You know, money is not an issue. That stayed. You know, you put that drink anywhere, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i think that's gonna have to do it for today's blackout yeah. diary shaw we'll get to that uh, open yeah we'll save our open invite for another one for another show but um speaking what of you books and on? clutter i mean i have uh well let's see i will be in vancouver 
Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, November 3rd and 4th. Depends when this show comes out. It might have already happened or it might not. It doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. But check out uh, my podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs, The Man in the Box on Sport Camp Podcast Network. Um, yeah, that's basically it. And follow me on social CJ. I loved um, the clips you've been posting recently, and I loved the uh, your um, portrayal of the uh, the Portland <laughs> dude. Uh, so that's that, actually how I learned about that story. That's what I, I was going to say. I'll, I'll yeah. talk about that real quick. Um, yeah, if you go to my YouTube, CJ Sullivan, whatever, I, my videos are on there. Um, yeah, so there was a story that went viral this weekend. Uh, of, it was pretty. I thought it was pretty funny. Of the guy, uh, he drove through a Portland parade. Basically, mm-hmm. but he wasn't doing it like like a political thing. Like, uh, well, it originally, but that's how it was initially assumed right, exactly. because it was about the Middle East uh, conflict, and they're like, oh, well, here comes, uh, yeah. you know. I think I think it was perceived to be a pro Hamas. It, it wasn't pro. It was a pro Palestinian uh, right. thing. So, like, oh, well, here comes this you know person who disagrees, and it turns yeah, no, out he just hates traffic. Yeah, he just hates traffic, <laughs> and he lives in Portland, so you could tell he's like, how many goddamn parades are gonna have up here and activities and down it was downtown, and so it starts off with and it's so it's so there's amazing uh, dash cam of him pointed at him, and it's there's a cam of what's in front of him and what's behind him, you know. And at first yeah. he's yelling at the construction workers, they're like, what, you know? They don't even know what he's yeah. talking about, and he drives yeah. up on the side of the road to go around him. And next thing you know, he's in a parade route, he's driving, and he's flying around. He's almost hitting kids, you know. It's dangerous. And he's real. He's he's realizing it's got away from him a little bit. I think, <laughs> you know, it's hard to drive. And he's like, oh, yeah. like he went from screaming motherfucker to like, oh god, this is not good. Because then, yeah. then the cops follow him. You know, they tell him to pull over, and he's like, no, I'm I know I'm trying to pull over. You get out of here. And then he veers yeah. off to another road. You know, and the whole time while this is happening. Um, there's a song playing, you know. So if, there's a, it's a song playing. It's a song by Yellow Wolf, which I learned later uh, was featured on Sons of Anarchy. That's why it got popular. And I know okay. this because Ken Madsen, our old manager, my, yeah. old, my brother-in-law, um, used to represent the guy Yellow Wolf. You know. Okay. He doesn't anymore, but he used to, I guess, or some, he has some connection with him. All right. Um, and so if you look at the comments of the video, half the comments are like, I hope this guy burns in hell. He should die. All this thing. Life and, you know, he should get the chair for this. And the, all, the other half comments are like, what's this song? It's pretty good, you know? I'm like, who is this? And there's people talking about this song. Because <laughs> it's playing the entire time. It's like five minutes of it, you know? <laughs> so I what said, a way to, yeah. for new fans to find you. Exactly. So I said to Ken, he's like, oh, yeah, I said it to his team. I don't know if they're leading into it. So I kind of got inspired by that. So then I... I made a video basically just replicating it and like trying to make it a little funnier. And, uh, and then I went to print it. I'm like, and I'm like, uh, I wonder how many people are actually aware of this story. And it's like 10% of like Twitter or online kind of knew it. So, but comments are funny. Some of them think it's me doing it because I, I spliced in a news footage of it. Like, I'm actually doing this. Yeah. Some are like fake and some are like, uh, you know, like, what? How are you still out on the fucking road? I'm like, it's it's just a joke. And then they get into the song. But um, Oh, man, that's hilarious. But then people are like, yeah, I guess I don't know what this is, but it's funny. You're just screaming. <laughs> and I was just, when I was filming it, I didn't have the music playing or anything. I did all that later in editing. So I was just driving around LA screaming at people <laughs> but that was like that's like par for the course out there yeah it's very exactly. therapeutic it but no one bat, no one batted an eye <laughs> there's this great clip of chicago traffic where it's just bumper to bumper as long as you can see two miles and one guy then it zooms in and you hear just constant honking and then it zooms in on this one car and he's just holding his horn down <laughs> out the window just yelling ah! <laughs> Constantly, <laughs> like expecting something to change. But no. Oh my god, it's so funny. People bre- they mentally break in the car. Some people they mentally break at traffic. Oh, absolutely. I was thinking about yeah. that. I mean, I feel like, I feel like we do a whole traffic uh, yeah show in, in horns. But like, I like when there's a line of traffic and people get when you got to get out. You got to get out and you like make eye yeah. contact with other drivers. Can you believe this? You know, just just a stand up. And I gotta I gotta just. Put the hands out, you know. It's <laughs> just breathe a little bit. I actually had an amazing a, horn. Go ahead. Go, go no, no. You you go ahead, please. You you had an amazing uh, horn. What was it? Uh, it's kind of a quick story. I know we're going long here now, though. Well, um, let's hear. Let's end on this story. Okay. Well, first, tell them what you got going on. 
Uh, uh, live show every Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, at the Lincoln Lodge. Uh, and you can get my book, Places I Can't Return to, at SeanBearFlannery.com. Yep, and make five-star review for this show, The Blackout mm-hmm. Diaries, and share with 50,000 of your friends. I was saying, okay, so there's this road right here behind my apartment. Me and Nick always talk about... Um, it's a busiest road behind Franklin's called. And p- people make a left coming out to it onto La Brea. La Brea, La Brea is a major road. Yeah. And every time. Huge Fra- four lane road. So it's probably a dangerous left to do, right? And it takes a while to, for traffic to stop on La Brea. It takes a while. It. it takes a while. And in, in this part, there's two lanes, but it, it gets lighter. And okay. so, so there's a line, and there's always a line of cars that get, get caught in the red line in the middle of the intersection. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're like, I'm going to make this light, and you're not making yeah. it. Because there's nowhere to go, because there's another yeah. light on Hollywood, you know. Okay. So you're backed up. Mm-hmm. And so, every, I mean, every single time, no matter what, this exchange happens, <laughs> where there'll be two or three cars stuck in the middle of the intersection, light turns green, now this, now the, the ones crossing the other way can't go, you know, because yeah. it's, it's blocked. It's blocked, yeah. And we know it's going to happen. And you'll see it happen like two, three times in a row. Like, did you just <laughs> see the guy get caught here? You know what happens, you know. Yeah. And yesterday, I swear, like we we're all sitting at the light, and we know what's going to happen. We see them sitting there; it's not moving, and we're all like making eye contact. Can you believe this? And the second, <laughs> I swear to God, the second the light to green, everyone like collectively joined the same sign to lay on the horn for this one guy <laughs> sitting like a sitting duck, and he's just not making eye contact. And we're all just like we're like pointing our cars at him, like you, yeah. you mother, knowing that he can't move, you know, like knowing, knowing that nothing can come out of it but us. Feeling good about, yeah. like, about attacking him with It'll a teach horn. him not to do it next time. No, it won't. He's going to be right back doing the same move tomorrow. But he it, learned it, there's no consequences. Yeah. And, I, and I literally went from angry to laughing out loud. It's like, hilarious. This is, this is amazing. It's hilarious. It's such a great sound. Yeah, it's so, so good. And it's only for, it's it's for and like it's supposed to be for warning, but we never use it for warning. It's ninety eight nine percent of time for a reaction. Like you asshole. Admonishment. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, we will be back next yep. week. Thanks for tuning in. That's it. All right. Uh, let's slate one last time. Yep.